arts, culture, and entertainment in the Coachella Valley. This is The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. From the Mutual Broadcasting System, here's Bonnie. And welcome to The Desert Scene. We're very happy to have you here and also very happy to welcome Tim Mulligan, who has written a play called Witchland. Sounds very interesting. It's coming up at Revolution Stage Company February 6th. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, Bonnie. I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm looking at the uh, info I have here. This is your first play, right? So tell us how this came, came to be and a little bit about the story. Yeah, great. So, yeah, it's my first actual play. I've been um, uh, in the theater world more as a board member and mm-hmm. just a, an avid theater uh, lover for, for decades now. And, mm-hmm. and um, But I also like to write. And so I always had this idea going to all these plays that one, one, in my estimation, at least one genre that seemed to be lacking in the live theater world was a scary, a scary play. Mm-hmm. And I've seen several that, that I think tried and I, you know, enjoyed, but they weren't and I saw how audiences reacted to some scares, which I thought were, were good, but I thought that I could really uh, try to notch that up a little bit. So during COVID, I was in Palm Springs, where I, where I live, and uh, I decided, you know, as I, was, as I was quarantining, that I would use that time wisely, and I would finally write this play that I had in mind. So I started uh, putting pen to paper, or computer, I should say, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, and writing this play of it, um, and it just made sense to write the story to your other question about what I know, which is my own very mysterious uh, upbringing in in my hometown of uh, in eastern Washington State. It's Richland, Washington, which is the home of the Hanford uh, nuclear plant. Which, mm. if you don't, yeah. And so back in the '40s, you know, Hanford was created to uh, and there, to, to create. Uh, plutonium for bombs and that's where the the bomb dropped on japan was actually built was at hanford in richland and and so uh so since that time that you know they built for decades they they created plutonium and uh and at this nuclear reactor in the 80s they quit building because they were a lot of uh lawsuits had come and a lot of illnesses had come to uh had come about because of it and um, people getting sick from the radiation and kind of toxic nature. Mm-hmm. There's some reports call it the most toxic, you know, area in the Western hemisphere. Wow. And so now it's been a clean, since then it's a cleanup site. So right now there's, you know, uh, millions and millions of gallons of this toxic waste. So they're trying to figure out what to do and it's kind of buried in tanks and leaking. And so there's just, a, there's just been a history in this town of, of mystery around Hanford and lots of sickness. We all have, all of us who were born and raised there, all of us have people uh, close to us we, who were, that had some sort of health issues that you can, you know, attribute to that. And so I thought I'd write a play about, you know, my own family, my, a gay couple and their, and their teenage daughter who's of color and they moved to the Tri-Cities or Richland, Richland Washington. And um, one of them gets a job out in their nuclear plant and scary things start to happen. And you're not sure if it's because of his job out in the nuclear plant where he's exposed to radiation, or is it because there's a lady across the street from them who might just might be a witch? And so that's kind of based on, you know, the lore of my, my hometown as well. So I just kind of wrote what I knew and wrote this fun, scary play, and, and that's what Witchland is all about. Wow. Now, I'm wondering why, because I didn't know any of that about the history of the <laughs> nuclear plant and all that in Washington State. Why do you think that, do, is that something that's widely known in the rest of the country? No. It's really strange. Even the people in Richland, who's a part of the play, don't talk about it. I mean, it's just, it's such a beautiful place. I mean, my family and friends, you know, all still live there and, you know, it's on the Columbia river and there's wineries and golf courses and, 
and a good, you know, you can, you know, raise a family there. They just don't talk about this giant nuclear reactor that's leaking radiation right there. The, you know, but up in Seattle, you'll see news reports. 60 Minutes has been there a few times. New York Times has been had a couple articles even this year about Hanford because um, I think with Oppenheimer, there's, you know, yeah. they mentioned uh, Leslie, Leslie Groves goes to Hanford and, and that's one of the sites for the Manhattan Project. So, but, but it has, it's been mysteriously, uh, radio silence in the pop culture world, you know, so that it's, 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 it seems such uh, great material, I think, for yeah. stories that I, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. So I've actually written a trilogy of plays and which, which one is the first one. <laughs> and, and we'll get to, back to you in the play, but yeah. just that story one more time. So oh, are there uh, are there still a lot of unresolved lo- lawsuits over this or were there back in the day? Well, oh, yeah. So there's I mean, the main so back um I don't have all the exact details, but there's a class action lawsuit, which has been deemed the downwinders. And Mm. those are people like back in like in like 1950, early 50s, they did some uh, testing and they actually let radiation go out uh, in the air and the and the and the wind took it and blew it to all these farms in the area. And many, many, many people died and got sick. Animals Mm. got sick. Babies were born with health issues. Mm. Um, And so and then people who were raised in that time and started getting this type of uh, thyroid problems and cancer, they all banded together. And it wasn't until the 80s that they that they created this class action suit called the Downwinders. And all that was just really settled um, in the mid-2000s. Uh, uh-huh. And so, but, but that was for that lawsuit. There are still to this day, though, hundreds of people mm-hmm. modern day who get, who are claiming, you know, sickness out there, have health issues, there's lawsuits, or, there's hundreds of whistleblowers who have um, who are now um, kind of banded together with an organization. So it continues to be a problem. Now, going back to your play, uh, since this was based on something that you know you grew up with, did it kind of flow really easily out of you? Was this something that had been percolating in your mind for a while, this particular story? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 um, once I figured out how to format the, right, <laughs> the writing of a play, mm-hmm. I just storyboarded it, and it, it came pretty easy. Because there's really two stories in there that's all merged together. There's the story of this family, and it's really similar to my own situation with my partner and my daughter. I pulled my kids out of high school um, for a job up in Seattle, out of San Diego, and and so I, I decided to write about that, where this couple kind of this this man gets this great job out at Hanford and brings his family and kind of plops this gay family, this gay white couple with their of color. Um, dynamic uh, high school daughter in this town where they're really fish out of water. Mm-hmm. So that was, that all came to me easy. Uh, two things happen in the story that kind of make, you know, they, they come together for the chills and thrills. I'd say one is that there's a tunnel collapse out in the Hanford plant. That really happened in 2017 that in the play, the, one of the fathers is there for, and so you don't know if that's why he starts getting sick. But also I mentioned before, there's this woman across the street who who has a troubled history with Hanford also, and that might be why she's, you know, kind of the way she is. And you don't know if she's just mysterious, has mental illness, or is she really a witch? Because there's a lot of rumors in town that she curses people. And so you don't know what happens if what's happening to this couple is based on, you know, one or the other or, bo- or both. And mm-hmm. so to answer your question, all that came pretty easy. I had a really uh, a good, good idea for this story. And then my challenge was writing a play was one thing, but I really wanted to – deliver on the laughs and the scares. So I really tried to think about, you know, what immersive nature with a theater could you, besides having jump scares on stage, how could you really use the space from the second you hit leave right. the parking lot and go into the lobby? How can you have the story start right there? 
So in the play, they actually you're actually walking into tour a nuclear reactor from the second you get there. So you're really on edge when you're mm-hmm. greeted by people in hazmat suits and got, yeah. got your counters. And from then on, it's just, you know, you don't know what's going on. That's fabulous. Now, did you have, as the playwright, did you have any say in casting? Well, um, yeah, a little bit. I mean, for the for the Palm Springs show. So mm-hmm. the, the play yeah. ran for a month in San Diego at the end of 2021. And it really killed it. It was, it, was a, it was a huge production. It got a lot of accolades from the critics, and people loved it. And I was really involved with that show. This show that Revolution Stage Company is doing, they're really going all out with this production. And so um, I was there for the auditions. I gave some feedback, but I, I really let the director and the producers at Revolution Stage Company make the decisions, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm just there to advise and give some, you know, uh, suggestions here and there. Right. And now you don't mention, yeah. mentioned a trilogy. So you have two more after this that are kind of centered <laughs> around the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's a, there's so many stories there. I mean, this, this story is kind of a scary, cautionary environmental tale I like that involves the witch as well. I've written a sequel that's already the play is done and, and um, a graphic novel will be coming out later this year called Snitchland, which is really all about the whistleblower side of it. Like folks who have brought safety issues from Hanford, to the forefront, and yet they've suffered retaliation um, because of it. Um, so right now, though, the focus is on Witchland and so this play, and it's also going to go to New York in April. So this is a good trial run here in Palm Springs before the off-Broadway run in April. And then the last thing I'll add is that I turned it all into a graphic novel with a illustrator um, from Mexico who's amazing, and that graphic novel will get published um, in a few weeks, and we'll be selling it. Uh, it'll be available on Amazon, but also at the theater uh, as well. Wow, well, you, you're just rolling. Boy, that t- took this idea in COVID, <laughs> and that's great. Now, I noticed um, on February 10th, I just lost it. Uh, yeah, Talk Back. Yeah. Talk Back with Playwright and Director following this Saturday, yeah. fe- February 10th performance. So th- that'll be really interesting. Did you have a, a Talk Back uh, se- session when it ran in San Diego? I did. You know, there's, we did some workshops with theater folks and donors uh, in the in the community, and then during their live production, I did a talk back. I think for this one in Palm Springs, especially because folks, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of this is new to you. Like you don't even know. Like really, this is based on a true place. Why have I never heard of it? Mm-hmm. So I will be on the after the the the, the evening production on Saturday the tenth. I will be up on stage with probably the director and the cast and some of the folks from Revolution. But it'll be a good time to to talk about you know. Richland and Hanford and the and and the and the so-called witch and um, kind of tell my story so yeah I'll be I'll be sharing that with the audience on that night was there anything the talk back that you had in San Diego was there anything a that surprised you that people mentioned or asked and b was there anything that they said that tempted you to make any changes along the way uh yeah I mean that happened pretty quick and so I finished the play in spring of 2021 I pitched it to some theaters and they jumped at it, which I think is, I think I got pretty lucky for a first time playwright. I, and I acknowledge that. And then we did some workshopping productions and read throughs through the summer. And there's a lot of tweaks that I made, you know, on the story on, you know, there's some sensitivity around witchcraft, you know, and I didn't, we didn't want to, you know, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't too literal with some of that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being my first play, I just really, t- I just took it all in and we, we did, and I worked with a company in San Diego called Backyard Renaissance Company, and they're amazing, helping me develop it. So, yeah, a lot of tweaks were made. Characters were dropped. You know, I, the, the script was tightened. Mm-hmm. The, the scares were amped up. Yeah. Um, but I think once we got that going and once the production uh, was up and running, we didn't change a thing because we could really, I think it's really fine-tuned to where it needs to be. 
Excellent. Well, let's get the particulars in. It opens February 7th, Revolution Stage Company. And if anybody listening does not know, that is the building where it previously housed Desert Rose Playhouse in the yes. Sunset. It's a great space, wonderful space. Um, runs uh, February 7th through the March 2nd. March 2nd. Um, yep. And ticket for tickets, you can go to uh, Revolution Stage Company. Um, com or 760-318-4115. Well, Tim Mulligan, congratulations. Sounds like a wonderful project. i got to come see it. Can't wait to see it. Sounds fabulous. Yeah, I think the, the idea is to really uh, to deliver a theatrical experience that you've never had before. So I think that you'll really have a, have a great time. Absolutely. Well, Tim Mulligan, thank you so much. Continued success, and thanks for being here today. really appreciate it. Thank you so much. We'll see you there. All right. See you guys the next time on The Desert Scene. This program was produced by the Mutual Broadcasting System.